0: Josh, you were everything I wanted. But I just couldn't finish what I started. (laughs) Welcome to Beside Ourselves, I am Danny. This is Josh. We're here to talk about Newfound Glory Sticks and Stones, because it is an anniversary year.
1: 20th. That's right. It makes me feel very old. Me too.
0: I get to go to the anniversary show at the end of next month. I'm very excited about that. You'll be at Star Wars...
1: I will. I'm, you know, the the concert gods have not been with me this year. That that show is even though I'm, you will find out I'm i I'm not like a, I'm not real deep on the newfound glory catalog, but I do like them, and I think I've never, I've never seen them outside of like a warp tour setting. So I'd I'd like to see them. I know that they're real important in the scene. And then uh, Andrew McMahon and Dashboard are doing a tour in August with Armor for Sleep. And I'd really like to go to that, but there are one, there are no Detroit dates. And then all of the Ohio dates are during NASCAR weekend. Ew. Well, and the thing, I might not even be going to NASCAR because you know what else is during NASCAR weekend this year? Cause What's they that? moved it. Chicago Entertainment and Comic Expo. Oh, Dang. So that'll all depend on who they invite to that. Uh, if the guest list is crazy, then I will say, sorry, NASCAR, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm still working it all out, but yeah, there's, it seems like they keep scheduling stuff when I already have stuff. Oh, there's a big, uh, there's a big AEW versus new Japan super show thing going on in Chicago. It's when we are on tour. When former critics is on tour. So it's just like, it's, uh, which I'm, you know what? If I was going to miss it for anything, tour is the thing because I'm, yeah. I'm excited about tour. So that's, it's fine. But it's still, I was like, oh, of course. So,
0: <laughs> um, We're not here to talk about AEW. We're here to talk about um, newfound glory.
1: <laughs> well, today is not, that is not the first time I will be bringing, bringing up wrestling during this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but the other one has much more, is much more relevant. Uh, to the discussion. So, yeah.
0: All right, so what's your history with this band, Joshua? Uh
1: my personal history is that I only know the hits. Uh I know and appreciate oh. I know I know and appreciate the Newfound Glory hits, but that's for the most part is pretty much it. Uh and um I do especially with this like current, maybe it's not current anymore, but either the most current or like the crop before the current crop of pop punk bands, you can see the newfound glory is a heavy
0: influence. Half of them got their names from them.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, all time low. The story so far. State champs. I used to say that state champs was a newfound glory clone. Oh. Um. I realized that they're not, and they have their own merits. But man, I was like, the first time I heard state champs, I was like, this is like newfound glory with the lead singer's vocals being like only slightly lower, um, which I mean, I, Hey, I, I saw them open for Bayside and motion city in Toledo. And uh, they were good enough that I bought their LP. So, I mean, it's fine. You know, <laughs> but they, I definitely, they definitely get their, their, uh, their, it's definitely an influence big time. So um, I do have, even though I don't have a lot of, Newfound Glory history, I do have two very fun Newfound Glory stories. Um, The first one is that um, I don't do a lot of karaoke, but probably 80% of the karaoke I have done has been with yours truly. With me? With you. (laughs) And I specifically remember uh, doing My Friends Over You with you at Mandy's and I want to say it was like you and I, you and I were the ones doing it, but then Travis and maybe also Will got up there and did it with us too. So, um, and I, I'm not sure if that is a different night or the same night as we did uh, the Nine Inch Nails song. Um, closer, closer. Yeah. And then a guy ran into, I ran into a guy from the bar at McDonald's when I was hungover the next day, and he goes, you were doing karaoke last night. And I was like, oh, don't remind me. <laughs> A song choice, um, and my second one is I w- So the time that I saw them at Warp Tour, they were, I wanted, they were definitely playing the main stage, and I want to say that they pl- they they closed the day. Um, but so I was I was over at near their merch table and which was also near the main st- was close to the main stage i think we were i think we were getting it was close to being like time for them to play or whatever and uh, i was over there and they happened to have more than one shirt that were like straight ripoffs of of res- uh, specific wrestling shirts of the time and one of them was a parody of a cm punk shirt and there was a little person next to me talking to the merch guy and he said oh has Punk seen those yet? And he said no. And I looked at the guy and I thought, man, he looks like Hornswoggle, who's a who is a famous uh, little person who's a wrestler, uh, has was in the WWE for a long time, is working on the independent scene now. But um, and I, then I thought, no, you're just think you're being like prejudiced in your brain and thinking that all little people look the same. It's probably not him. And I'm literally standing right next to the guy. And for those who haven't um for those who haven't listened enough to know that I'm a big wrestling fan, I am a big wrestling fan. And so then later on, uh Newfound Glory takes the stage and they say, We'd like to welcome to the stage our friend from the WWE Hornswoggle, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, so yeah. That's my other Newfound Glory story. <laughs> I don't have any good stories. i I mean,
0: I listened to their first... But you actually self-
1: listened to the band, so I think yeah. you, you know, you're you you're. I still listened winning. to the
0: first band in high school. Self-titled came out in 2000. Um, I love Sticks and Stones. I love Catalyst. Coming Home is amazing. That's like their emo dive, where they got a little more emotional and slow. And after, I would say, Tip of the Iceberg, which was their hardcore album, I kind of fell
1: off of them. Not- Ooh, I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, so Not Without a Fight was... It's not that I didn't like Radio Surgery or Resurrection, What's the makes me sick, and then the last... Oh, no, they have a few, Forever and Ever. No, that's the last one. It's just they didn't hit me as hard as the first four albums, and I was never a huge fan of their cover albums.
1: I was going to ask you about what your thoughts on those were.
0: They were fine, but, you know, I don't need four with three or four cover albums.
1: Yeah. I felt the, like they overdid it.
0: The first four albums are, are very important to me. Love them and I'm very so I haven't listened to Fun Glory in a while. Like if a song comes on I'll still jam it, but I haven't put them on. And like in a week they released they put out that they're re-releasing Sticks and Stones on vinyl and I was lucky enough to snag that up. With like only like a very small amount being pressed, which was very exciting. And then I also got tickets to the show. So it's like a resurgence of newfound glory for me right now. Do you remember when they were religious and they were called
1: a newfound glory? Uh, I did know that that was their name at one point, but I didn't realize yeah. that was the reason. Yep. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what, Do great. you know the backstory st- back on that? No like idea. Why, oh, okay. Interesting. So yeah, very, I,
0: I, very I love interesting. Glory. Very excited. Yeah, if you look at their first album from our first, uh, yeah, from the screen to your stereo, it's called A Newfound Glory, but they dropped that A, and then they, I guess, well, they just never brought it up again. Like, no, what, what are you talking about?
1: Very interesting. Oh, but the, but it's a cover album, so it's like, yeah. Huh. I'll have to so that's really look my personal
0: that. history. Tons of songs thrown on mixtapes and mixed CDs for friends over the years. Singing at the top of my lungs with people like you at karaoke's. Karaoke's.
1: Yeah, I miss Mandy's. What a time. What a time. That was
0: wild. Me living upstairs just the way yeah. everyone could party.
1: Yeah, it's too bad I did you know... Part of the years where you were living up there wasn't as much of a partier, so uh, just think if I would have became a partier a little bit earlier in my tenure, how much more debauchery we could have gotten into. I know. Me living above just,
0: a bar with a straight edge friend. Well, you didn't live with me, but you were over
1: a lot. I I was over a lot, and I was uh, I was a straight edge kid that didn't care, didn't judge other people, so I didn't mind to have friends that did drugs and and drank and stuff. So. I don't know why I said did drugs first. But, <laughs> did drugs? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So. So give me, me the cool. stats. Stats uh, sheet. Second studio album released in July, uh, July twenty uh, two, two thousand and two, um, and it was eighty five. No, no, no. Where's that? Shoot. Uh oh. Number four on the Billboard. Uh, 200 which is like wild for i feel like for it to be so high on the billboard top 100 or 200 um, at this time in the pop like this is this is still early i feel like in the early 2000s pop punk
0: yeah but it was uh, because my friends over you was on trl and it was always up in the top five okay so it was. It wasn't just like an underground pop punk album. Like this was, this was all over. The music video was everywhere on Fuse, MTV, VH1. They were playing this. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it sold 91,000 uh, 91, copies in its first week, and then uh, two years ago, it was certified platinum. Woo! So yeah, um, yep. So and they've done several. Uh, anniversary tours for it. 10th anniversary, they're doing the 20th anniversary. They did a 20th anniversary. They did the album in its entirety during a 20th anniversary from when they started as a band. Um, and uh, yeah, they've been very influential uh, in the scene. It's interesting. Like, I think I must have just, I feel like I was still watching MTV pretty religiously in 2002. And maybe I was like, at least a little bit aware of this song, but, you know, as we know, I didn't really, besides, like, Blink and Green Day, I didn't really have... um, I didn't really... No, I should say, besides Blink, Green Day, and The Used, because of my friend Brandon, I didn't really start getting into any of this stuff until, like, 2003, with, like, Fall Out Boy and Yellow Card and uh blink self-titled and i think i might have had the story of the year album too but this wasn't really on my radar
0: also i want to mention i think i've seen them eight times and i think oh, six wow. of them were at warp tours so <laughs> so five Warped or six tours. of them were oh, wow. there
1: yeah okay well yeah i started to go back into personal history here but uh yeah so that's that is the stats on that that guy
2: bit bit bit
1: I do have a little bit of history that's separate from that. Um, so this uh, just to give people a little bit of background on how they uh, another thing that kind of helped them blow up is that they um, they were kind of on a theirs. their, their self titled was released on a like a joint release from MCA and Drive Thru Records. And MCA had like a distribution deal that allowed them to like acquire Drive Thru Records bands over a period of time. And so that – they got a lot of airplay because of their record deal. And then they were also on Warp Tour, and they were in American Pie 2. Um, and then Mark Hoppus was impressed with them and even gave them, like, a shout-out um, in an interview in Rolling Stone. And then they ended up going on tour with them in the summer. Um, and so that was, like – I'm sure that that helped a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they – so – and then because of that, they, like – they went out to California to like live in San Diego and record the album out there. So. Yeah. So that's cool. It's like, even when you don't realize that Mark Hoppus has his hand in something, he like appears like a phantom.
0: All right, let's get into this track by track.
1: Yeah. Are you Uh, ready? ready? Yep. I was just gonna say, there's one other, just a note that doesn't apply to any specific song, is that they, they were, they wanted to, uh, they said that they wanted the lyrical nature of this album to differ from their first, their last album, and they said every song that, and on that album every song was about girls, and like since be, they said since becoming a full-time touring act, it was hard for them to maintain relationships, and that had an influence on the lyrics as well, um, and they tried to you know keep the pop punk sound from the first album but also try to incorporate new stuff uh like hardcore punk breakdowns and and stuff from uh the lead singer's previous like experience being in hardcore band stuff um and like working with some different tempos on a couple of the songs too And that sticks and stones fit perfectly with the sound of the record Um, uh, it's what a lot of the lyrics are about is what uh gilbert said
0: wait jordan was in a hardcore band i thought it was chad in a hardcore oh band. that's
1: what i meant sorry chad yep you're right. okay <laughs> i don't know i shit, can't imagine
0: guys. jordan singing in a hardcore band
1: <laughs> am i in my i've heard weirder things honestly that's true so. uh. all right track one
0: i had on my list up Hold on. track one understatement This was one of those albums that, like I said, the music video came out first on MTV, and I was hyped, hyped for this album. And this track, One, comes out swinging. It's a banger. Super catchy chorus. Uh, I think it's about someone in a toxic relationship and not seeing the red flags. But I'm not sure. But it's just so good. It's probably going to be what I say about most of these songs.
1: But. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think uh, they're very good at... Uh, and they'll, this shines on basically every song on this album. They're real good at writing melodies and everything is real singable, especially the choruses. But even everything else, I, I'm sure like it's there's not many concerts that you could go to that are easier to sing along to than the choruses on here. I mean, it's no. just uh, he does a really good job writing the melodies. So,
0: And I remember oh. going to Checker Records in Hillsdale. The day it came out, went that's I think it was Tuesday back then, and not Fridays. I don't remember. Yeah, but, no,
1: yeah, it used to be Tuesdays. New record Tuesday at, at Target.
0: And I would like rip open the plastic and threw it in my little car stereo. And I just ah, oh, from the get go, this album was I was hooked. All right, track two, my friends over you. Can you think of a more iconic pop punk song?
1: It's well, it's, it's like, definitely like it's definitely in the in the top five. It's 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 one of the all time classic. I mean, this is this is my friends over you. What's my age again? Misery business. You know, probably sugar.
0: I'll take this year, Grave. Sh-
1: Sh- yeah, sugar. We're going down. Out. I only say sugar we going down because that's their blow up that was yeah. their blow up hit um,
0: the guitar licks in this song are iconic like perfect pop punk yeah, guitar yep. lick. honestly this might be one of the best pop punk songs like I already mentioned Cyrus is killing it on the drums in this one it's one of the it's just perfect for singing along with friends like it doesn't matter who your friend is like I choose you you know over anyone else in a relationship like you are my bud ride or die like you can put this with so many things you got so many buds out there you know
1: well and that's i mean if you that's what they said it's like they were so they said they were trying to trying to write a, a track that would match popularity of hit or miss and they came up with this one it was the last song on the album um that they wrote and then it evolved from a soul riff. And I'm wondering if it's literally that that lead riff that's awesome. Um, and, and it only took Yeah. And it, it, only, took, it only got, it, it evolved into a full song within like one or two days. But yeah, it says, I mean, it's about a guy going out with a girl who hates his friends. She wanted to take the relationship to the next step. And due to his past experiences, the guy picks his friends over the girl.
0: But they make it very universal It never mentions like a sex or anything. So this can be a universal song for all
1: friendships. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, actually I think one of the first times (laughs) I listened to it, (coughs) I, I misinterpreted something and I might've been drunk too, honestly. And, uh, I feel like I thought it was like some guy trying to tell a girl like, Hey, my friend is over you. (laughs)
0: I guess, I guess uh, I can yeah. see
1: that. <laughs> um, well, I think I was just hearing the like that that one line in the chorus and not realizing like anything else. Yeah, I'm stupid. It's okay.
0: Don't <laughs> we know don't shit. know shit. Yep. <laughs> All right, track three, Sunny. <laughs>
1: I just wanted to get a little bit of that riff in there at the end of the chorus.
0: So it's a beautiful, fast-paced song about losing someone. It's about Jordan losing his father. Um, Grandfather. Grandfather. Sorry. And then I did listen to it after I lost my father, and it did hit harder. I didn't think I'd ever cry to a Newfound Glory song because, you know, but but it's a beautiful song, even though it's, like, still a bop, jammy, whatever.
1: It really is. yeah, I was gonna say it does have a slightly slower tempo, but it's still, it's still a new Fun Glory pop yeah. punk song. I
0: really like Ian's bass line in this song. It's got a nice swing groove to it, like a doo doo-doo, doo 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 doo. Like his like yeah. the way he does it on his bass sounds really cool. Uh, great harmonies too. They always do really good harmonies though.
1: It's they're masters, and it's wild to think that they were able to write songs like this so early into their career.
0: And I also want to take this point, because I was going to bring it up at some point. Jordan's voice, like, it's not good, but it's good for this. Like, it's perfect.
1: I think this is the only thing that it would work for.
0: Like, if this guy was singing just at a bar, I'd be like, wow, that guy's nasally voice is annoying me. But every Newfound Glory song, he sounds great. So it's just Um, the way it works.
1: Exhibit A, Tom DeLonge. Yeah, that's true. I mean... We love him and we love the voice and the way that he pronounces words. And um and he does too. I'm glad that he doesn't I've seen things where like people ask him about the, you know, Yed and he's like, No, I'm I, I'm like proud of it. Like it's you know, it's not <laughs> it's something he looks back and goes, Oh, why did I say that? So
0: I've had friends that have seen Newfound Glory live but acoustic and they said it's just not very good and I can imagine it not being as good and not a fast paced pop punk style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although I, uh his, I mean, I do have some respect for how high his voice is because it's like, it, it, makes it really hard to sing along to some of it sometimes. Cause it's so high. Like I can do it for like three or four songs and then I'm like, like, <laughs> so it makes me think, Oh, how bad did that karaoke actually sound?
0: I know. If only we could go back and hear ourselves karaoke and be embarrassed.
1: <laughs> I well, I remember <laughs> you and I did. Oh, you and I did dance dance one time at uh, at Embers in Tecumseh, and I knew it was bad while we were doing it. I was like, (laughs) "This was a bad choice." So,
0: that's a really high song too.
1: That's why that that dance (laughs) dance like oh no 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 no. All
0: right, track four, something I call a personality.
1: Oh, nope, it's still muted. Now. I love that chorus. Sort this out on your own time. Like, I don't I don't I don't want to be a part of your bullshit.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, this if this could be a country song, not just because he yells, hell, yeah, but like the hell, way the yay. guitar goes and even the bass line, like if it was slower, slowed down and sung by someone else, this could be a country song. Still just I, a fast paced jam. Uh is it about arguments with a significant other and you're not wanting to deal with their bullshit? I think so.
1: That's what it sounds like to me, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. That's all i got. Uh, I do have a little bit of background to add. So, uh, Chris Georgian of the group's management f- team from, uh, Rick DeVoe management added backing vocals on this song. And, uh, a guy we've already mentioned, uh, on this episode, uh, a Mark a Hoppus uh, was originally, initially brought in to add vocals, but after uh, the bassist was unable to do bass for this song, uh, Hoppus did it instead. So this is Mark Hoppis playing bass on this song. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: The more you know.
1: There's another uh, There's another feature on here that you, I, I'm sure you know this one. but Oh, I uh, do. Yeah, yeah, later on that you'll, I'm sure, also be happy with. So...
0: Oh God, I'm studying for finals, and I keep going back and forth between my notes for this and my notes for the
1: <laughs> finals. Oh no! Right. Track five, head-on collision. Oh, you know what? I just, <laughs> I just realized, uh, my friends over you was number eight, peaked at 85 on the Billboard Hot or the Billboard Hot 100. Sorry, I remembered that several tracks later. Okay, now on to track five, head-on collision. Yeah.
0: just jamming out. I totally forgot what I was going to talk about. All right. So another classic breakup song. One of my favorite courses by the band ever. Just the way it flows is perfect. Did you ever see the music video? Uh, I did not. Ah, oh, it's so fun. They're like going through like a carnival viewfinder, like not them, but like two people just came out of something like on a date and it's the band playing and there's like comedic stuff going on with like crazy special effects, like act like not special effects, but yeah. Yeah. It's fun. You should check it out. It's a good music video. I will. Um, Practical effects. I don't know why I could not think of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's um, the second single. Uh, all time low got their name from this. Actually, put the um, the, the clip in like slightly before the chorus, so we could hear that part. Um, and uh, it's um. It's about someone that you continually get into arguments with and feeling like you're lost at a loss as a result. And very uh, interesting. uh, They say we already read their quote about how we didn't want all the songs to be about girls. (laughs) And
0: uh, yeah, most of
1: most of them are so far. Yeah. So but that's okay. Yeah, whatever. I understand the compulsion to write songs about girls. When I was young, I probably would have wrote all my songs about girls too. So
0: that's just what you did in a pop punk band for the yeah. most part. Or that or your in town. Any,
1: in any band, yeah. My town sucks, or relationship problems, or hey, remember what we did in the summer? That was fun. We also those two. Sometimes also a my town sucks song uh, together.
0: The good Speaking old days. of something that happened in the summer, yeah. <laughs> track six. It's been a summer.
1: <laughs> I didn't even mean to segue. It just happened. <laughs>
0: I wanna say this is I wanna say this is my favorite Newfound Glory song, but also I haven't listened to Catalyst in a while. So but this one always sticks out as at least in my top three. I love the song. The guitar riffs are uh, crazy on this one. The chorus, the way he sings it is perfect. Just a fun song about missing someone maybe from a breakup, maybe from the past breakups of all the other songs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a melding of a uh, uh, missing you song, and I also remember those times, which I guess those those could be very easily mixed. Um,
0: well, he sings like I know, or she knows where you will find you. It's been a summer. Does that mean it's been like since the beginning of summer you've seen this person, or uh, we've got some catching up because it's been a summer?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm looking at. I'm literally looking at the lyrics right now. I'm trying to decide um honestly it seems like it also now i'm looking at this like fix these flaws of mine um see you one more time like i'm wondering if like this it's been a bad summer
0: like without them
1: or like like yeah either without them or they were fighting a lot during the summer
0: i feel like it's missing someone because you got that lyric about the side your side of the bed is cold and well, yeah,
1: I could be missing them from the breakup. Like maybe the, either the break. It's the question is: is the breakup fresh or, or it's been some time?
0: What came first, the breakup yeah. or the breakup song? <laughs> yeah. All
1: right,
0: that's all, right, all I got. Then. So you see anything
1: else? No, um, I know. And there's no, there was no background. I couldn't find anything. Um, we need everybody to do an interview like from Dan, like Dan did for Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little paragraph on every song please. And thank you.
0: Track seven, forget my name.
1: Okay. So I have, uh, I have, a, a, like a clip for this, but I also just want to play the very beginning too. So I'm gonna do yes. that first.
0: Because I, my first note is, well, I'll just let you play it. Tell all my friends oh. I'm dead.
2: I'm leaving you.
1: This oh. time it's for good.
0: All right.
1: I'm going to go to the chorus
0: You didn't play the best part of the intro
1: Oh, hold on, I'll do it again <laughs> I'm going to do it again from the start So Tell
0: all my friends I'm dead I'm leaving you
2: This time it's for good Tell all my friends that I'm dead It won't be long before you forget
1: Actually, I'm not even gonna play the chorus because it's literally just the same lyrics <laughs> with a slightly, you know, more chorusy uh, back backing instrumental. I like, I like, I like this one. <laughs>
0: I like this one.
1: Yeah, it's a I really mean, good song. Yeah, uh, I will say that it didn't surprise me at all to find out, uh, like, the song about, um, like, "Tell All My Friends I'm Dead" is the song that. Uh, Dan and Matt from Alkaline Trio are on because it's like totally yeah. their vibe.
0: <laughs> so my favorite part of that about the intro, one, I also say that intro gets stuck in my, stuck in my head for days after I've heard it. Me like, too. I'll just sing it all the time. Just
1: listening to it for this. But he goes,
0: name. But then the background one is name. And I always yeah. do that. Like, name. <laughs> so good. Uh, what else? The harmonies are amazing. I wonder why. And that's when I put that's Alkaline Trio. <laughs> Uh, Like most of the songs, I just don't know what else to say other than it's perfection. I just such a good song. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, I know this one's this one's good, and I was very excited to find out who was also on it. I still have, uh, I'm still, I'm like, I need to just, I think I need to just unfollow Matt Skiba on social media so I can appreciate his music because man, he is the cringiest poster. Yeah, I love it. Nope. Like, none of these outfits you post look good, dude. The fit's not working. No, you're, here's you're the situation.
0: All right, I'm going to break this down for you, Josh. He's real. All no. the other musicians you follow are either posting really fake stuff or trying really hard. Matt is just being himself, which no, is I weird. Think
1: he, I think he's just trying real hard to be weird is what he's doing. Look at this dumb outfit I'm wearing. Is that a neo-Nazi sign on it? Like, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have to. He's already famous.
0: He's in Blink-182 and Elkline Trio. He doesn't need to get anyone to like him. He's at that point of famous where he can just be himself.
1: I think 90% of people, uh, all the normies, don't even realize Tom's not in Blink-182 anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yet.
1: Or they do, and they're like, who's this other guy?
0: <laughs> I know. Um. All right, track eight, never give up.
1: Uh small, small uh, tidbit of information about this song—it's actually John Cena's favorite pop punk song. You believe me?
0: I—I I have to, because I don't know. Is it not true?
1: No. No. Oh.
0: The way he sings the chorus, the first couple years, even after I read the notes, read the lyrics and know what it's actually saying, I always feel like I know he's saying toothpick, but I always say toothpick whenever I'm <laughs> singing along to, with it, which doesn't make sense. You, sometimes you always have to toothpick all your saviors. I don't know, but it's just the way he says it sounds like toothpick. That's one of my yeah. notes,
1: I don't, this might be, if I skipped one, this might be the one. No, this is such a good one. This is such a good one, Josh. I said, if I skipped one. I think the the chorus is just more mellow.
0: I do have a song like that later in the album.
1: Or maybe I might be confusing that one. I might be confusing this one with another one, but I'm thinking that it's this one. I said the John Cena thing because all of his shirts, say never give up.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was, you can't see me or.
1: I guess he has more than one. That's his taunt, but his... Yeah, they say that, too. They usually say never give up on the back. Uh, Cool. Cool, cool.
0: I feel like this should be most wrestlers' mottos. (laughs) Never give up. I'm the Undertaker. I've died a million times. Never give up. Bury me alive. Never give up. (laughs) All right. Track nine, the great Houdini.
2: It's, It's
0: So I feel like this, even though it does not sound like it, the guitar parts really could be a hardcore song. Like if someone was like just belting out screams over the top of that, it would still work. Um, What else do I have for this? Great song. Cyrus's drums are really stand out in this track. And so is Jordan's singing style. It's just another great jam. Great Houdini.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you just said. Did you know the great Houdini died on Halloween in Detroit? I didn't know it was in Detroit, so that's cool. Yeah, this next song is about the show with Jenny McCarthy on MTV.
0: Damn it, that was my first note. You killed it. All right, track ten singled out.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm start. Oh, I'm starting this one from the beginning because the beginning is so weird by comparison yeah. to the rest of the album. When does, when does Chad scream?
0: That's later, later in the song.
1: Okay, I'm an idiot, and I read the note. I didn't remember very well, and I read the note, and it made it sound like he screamed like towards the beginning. That's why I was letting it play longer. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, okay. It's
0: at the end of one of the verses, like the third verse. So, yeah, uh, fun little analog keyboard right in the intro, or some crazy what's noise.
1: That, what's that all about?
0: I don't know, but I hope they do it live. Uh, Ooh, one, of, yeah. it, But it goes straight into one of the best rockers On the album too Just like the, the energy of it Amazing guttural screams at the last verse That's what I wrote So that is when he screams <laughs> I think the song is about a friend Who you were always there for But then stabbed you
1: in the back You know Yeah What will you do when there's no one to fall back on Oh, that's well, I, I love why'd you make me go and sit make why did you have to go and make me say these things about you? I love it. <laughs> that's a great lyric. It is. Um, for it's some like reason a...
0: I always think of you and Will with
1: that. <laughs> nah, he'll never listen. Did I tell you what I that I wanted to um he didn't block me on snapchat yeah i'm leaving this in the episode too he didn't block me on snapchat and i'm so tempted to repl- reply to one of his stories and be like hey you missed one you missed wow the social- <laughs> but i'm like i don't need to set him off any more than i already have let's let's find this screen break it Love pretty it. solid scream. They should scream more. Do they scream more in later albums?
0: Mm, I think there's a little bit in Catalyst and then Coming Home definitely not because that's the slow album.
1: But Coming I don't know about later home.
0: later ones. Remember, they do have a hardcore album you need to check out.
1: I'm going to check it out, yeah. Tip is the, the iceberg? Is that uh Shy Halud? Is that any good? The band the that band? he was in before that.
0: I didn't like them, but every hardcore kid I knew loved Shy Halud
1: you know you know my my hardcore tastes are very play a little specific um what's uh what do you think do you have a, on,
0: let me go to th- I can't see your screen so I want to see what albums I know because I know a few but not all. oh you can't see it it's very small oh um I don't know just play all this stuff is later in the career. I'm pretty sure he was out of it pretty early.
1: Well, let me let me wiki them real quick and see when he was still in the band, and we'll find one. Of, we'll play one of those real quick. Can cut play that out. first
0: song. It came out before this album, so I'm assuming there was a chance he's in it.
2: No contact. I have to let you die.
0: Wait, I wanted you to play. Um, go to Newfound Glory, and then go to the Tip of the Iceberg album. So, what's cool about that album? Get to get a Tip of the Iceberg is the first few tracks are Newfound Glory, just Newfound Glory songs, and then under the iceberg, if you get that, is the International Superheroes of Hardcore, which is then as uh-huh. hardcore. Play this on Captain Straight Edge. That one always. I remember pretty well. yeah they were like superheroes each song is kind of about like fighting crime against something in the scene or
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't you know i don't mind his vocals no he's fine
0: oh, he's good all right let's get back to this
1: album he's not he's still in the bit isn't there a member of the band yes that's like he was a guitarist and he's not okay. in
0: it and we don't mention him
1: okay i just wanted to make no, sure it wasn't the fine. guy we were talking about that's all no i I really don't know. I I the only thing I know for certain was that like uh um Jor, like the lead Jordan, right? The lead singer's still in it cuz like he's got such a distinctive voice. So it's easier to identify that. Did one of them date Haley Williams? Yeah, that was uh the hardcore dude. Oh, Chad. Yeah, Chad. I think people were mad at him for misdeeds in his relationship with her maybe. Maybe I heard so that. they
0: I was really proud of how fast newfound Glory booted Steven or Steve Klein the guitarist yeah. that wasn't there after he uh, got a felony of indecent exposure that's good and yeah. his possession of child stuff ah. they kicked him out like right away before yeah. he even hit the public because then it was like why why
1: well he I was know a real
0: piece of dirt yeah, well. all right track
1: 11 belated. Hey, Danny, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Only a few months late. Thanks. Only. I remembered his birthday, folks.
0: So this is my give or take song. Like I could skip this. It's fine. I don't even think it's filler. Like it's better than a filler song, but it's not one that jumps out of me out of a full album of just great great songs.
1: Yeah, I feel like this one might also like I I think this one in a, in addition to Never Give Up. I still think you're wrong about never
0: give up, but
1: well, you know.
0: I mean you have your opinion. It's cool. It's wrong, but it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, this song's fine. It's it's not bad. It's not as spectacular as the rest of the stuff, though.
1: It has the least plays. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. Well, not counting track joke. 13 Joke Skits, yeah. which I know wasn't its own track on the CD.
0: Yeah, that was just the after stuff.
1: All right, track 12, the story
0: so far. I wonder if the band got the name from that? Yes, they did. <laughs> you don't like story so far? Oh. I
1: was just trying to play a more upbeat songs. god you know my favorite song by the story so far oh you know what i'm thinking i think i'm i'm thinking of a different band <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh what band am i thinking of i'm thinking of uh let's see i don't care uh uh who did a cover of spiderwebs four your strong is who i'm thinking of <laughs> oh they're
0: playing with newfound glory that's who i get Are to they? see them with
1: yay they did a really good cover of spiderwebs <laughs> That's enough you know the song you're familiar another
0: band that does a lot of covers
1: that's probably why they're touring with newfound glory <laughs> it's
0: all just gonna cover show
1: oh no okay let me get to this song this actual Jeez. Song. i did the bit went too far oh look at that i was so close to the spot i wanted to
2: I'm a host.
1: I'll I'll never understand the compulsion that so many artists have to end a CD with a slower song. I I know it's still like not that slow, but I think for them it's slow. Like I always think like second to last song slow and then last song be one of the bangers, like be a upbeat song.
0: I I love this song.
1: No, no, like, I like this song oh, too. Okay. I just that, that was just something that I that popped into my head. I love um, how the
0: chorus has two different structures. Like there's two choruses. Yeah. And almost they're not that different, but they're different. And then that simple drum and bass then turns into simple guitar for the verses. And chugging anthem during the chorus is also just a sick contrast. And then the bridge almost sounds like a magical moment while the lyrics are painting the same picture. It's just the song is like all over the place for Newfound Glory. And it's a wonderful, amazing song and a great way to end the album, in my opinion.
1: So in your face, Josh. <laughs> We know what you know. You don't know. I shit. Don't know shit. Um Yeah, no, I real I like this song. I just uh it was just a thought that literally just occurred to me while we were um, while I was playing. Uh, so this song is, yeah, Story So Far, as we said, Story So Far I took their name from it. Interesting uh, note, the opening two snare hits that begin this song were done by the bassist, and then the, four, the first four bass notes that follow were done by the drummer.
0: So Ian and Cyrus switch spots?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. The rhythm section, just moving it around a little bit. Um, but yeah. I don't have really a whole lot to add, but yeah, this is a this is a good song. And Tab told me about how the the joke skits would always scare the shit out of her, even if she knew it was coming, because it starts with like loud laughter. I know that that is um, the next thing here, but I just say that because it was like on the original cd recording it's one track so you're just like waiting for this long there's like a lot of dead space after this song and then all of a sudden it's like oh crazy laughter and then a bunch of other like weird stuff um so
0: them messing around with their songs that yeah aren't right yeah see so yeah, how that's the album i love this album love yeah
1: it. no this is pretty good uh i would give it a seven
0: i'll give it a nine
1: Seven is like a Josh nine. Yeah, that's pretty or, good. For I Josh. mean, a Josh seven is a is like a Danny nine. <laughs>
0: so, all right. Do you have any weekly rewinds?
1: I do. I have two. Ooh, I have two and one e. Wait, oh one bad one. Yeah. Okay, so um, since we only have two, we should play them. Um, so my first one is The Wonder Years dropped a new song. It's called Oldest Daughter. Was
0: this week? I thought i had been listening to it for two weeks, or so that would have been on my list.
1: Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Let me see when it came out. I thought it I thought it came out this week. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm usually wrong.
0: Well, we didn't mention it last we week. We didn't so mention it. it so I'm it. playing
1: it anyway. I don't know what the chorus is. It's it's, if you like the Wonder Years, you would like this song. It's very good.
0: I like it. I had some friends recently convert me into fans. Yeah. Into a fan.
1: Okay, so the articles on this uh, say that um, like the articles about its return are from six days ago. So it technically was last week, but we're recording this. You're fine on a wednesday instead of on a sunday so that's probably the part hi (laughs) ann um you should tell ann i was listening to elo in the car the other day i will i still want to do an elo album with her um the other one was uh coheed literally just today released an (gasps) acoustic version of liars club no their new album comes out on in june Yep. Uh, June 22nd, I think. So here's that, real quick. Nope, nope, nope. That's, that's not that's acoustic. The, that's the original. Where's the acoustic one? Aha! Found.
2: Well, oh, do you want me to lie? Because uh, I can do anything. Life would feel much better. If we just avoid
1: the truth, baby, you, you okay. Tonight How long are you gonna play it? I was just playing the chorus. I was gonna cut oh. out the previous song. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Maybe I'll leave it all in now to make your comment make sense. <laughs> um I, I love a Coheed acoustic song, like that acoustic version of uh, Wake Up that's on the um Snakes on a Plane soundtrack
0: yeah, is incredible. Is and cover, acoustic they,
1: um, so another thing that they released recently, um, was I guess they've been playing, uh, an acoustic cover of Love Gun by Kiss. On, I don't know if it's like during the pre show VIP or like what it is, but they, it's something early on, and they, but they've been playing it, and so they did like a video, a YouTube video of them doing it where like studio quality, and it's, it's so good. So, nice, nice.
0: Yeah. All right, my two songs. First is Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. This song is Brighter Side. It's...
1: I like that i so i i admittedly only know the sex life song that was popular when they on their on their album from like 10 years ago 12 years 11 years ago um that's wild that they went so long between albums yeah Um, like when i saw that they were when i saw that they had new stuff coming out actually i think thanks uh to uh chicken and waffles um, I think that's where I saw that they had new stuff coming out. The, at first, um, I was like, "Oh, I didn't even realize they were like still a band." So. Well, it was
0: a side project, and then I think they were just like, "Hey, you want to do another album?" Oh, well,
1: that that told me because you know because who told,
0: the singer is, told, right?
1: I have no idea. Wait, hold on, is it from Saleson? No, that's it's not it Anthony Green. Like. Do you know well, the Anthony, band? Isn't Chiotos? Anthony Green the first? Oh, it's yes, you do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so the next song is Hot Chip. The band Hot Chip. The song is called Down. Go to a minute and 18 seconds.
1: I love how you said that like you're just guesstimating when you know you probably wrote it down. Like, ah, just, you know, a minute. Well, I wrote
0: down one minute and 20 seconds, seconds, but I feel like I want to the buffer.
1: (laughs) Okay, that that makes more sense.
0: If you know the band Hot Chip, you should like this, but I don't think you've listened to Hot Chip before. I don't. I've never heard of them. I just so, wait for
1: your cue, dude. <laughs> so,
0: so I listened to a lot of hot shit back when I worked in Urban Outfitter because they listened to some of the weirdest indie shit, but someone I, played this all the time, and I was like, ooh, not this album. But I was like, okay, this is something I like. I'm down with hot chip. That's my I, history with hot
1: chip. I believe that I it, it makes sense to me that they would uh, play stuff, a lot of indie weird stuff um, at Urban Outfitter. Wait a minute, wait a minute So that just made me think While you were playing that It made me think, what's Capital Cities doing these days?
0: They released their album
1: I saw that, but I didn't realize that they even had an album coming up, Come out since then They had an album in like 2018 I, Well, it has that Swim and Pool Summer song on it That I do remember that coming out But it, yeah, I never even saw Anything Oh, we'll have to check it out
0: yeah. Alright, I do have a What the Fuck song and then I'm done Okay. Set it. go to Sigrid. S I G R I D. Song's called Bad Life, featuring Bring Me The Horizon. I don't even know <laughs> where to play. Okay. Knows I'm Maybe here. When the world is
2: Everything's backwards
0: and I'm hanging on No matter how hard I try, I always come undone Backed in a corner Uncomfortably numb Watching myself become
2: a shadow of someone Oh, it's hard to find a place to hide When you're running from what's inside, no matter where All
0: right, so my gripe isn't necessarily with the song. It's fine. It's not really for me. It's a singer-songwriter, and he sings on it. My thing is, why say Bring Me the Horizon? Why not just say Featuring Ollie Sykes? Like, is the whole band there? Because it doesn't sound like the whole band's there.
1: I mean, I've seen that happen. Like, yeah. there's been songs It was like, you know it wasn't stevie aoki but something like that featuring fallout boy and then it's very much just patrick
0: yeah but also like it, like i said i didn't love the song but it's it's not like i hated the song but the message boards and people on like the internet are not happy about this song obviously because bring me the horizon is more of a heavy band yeah they've experimented in softer stuff but people don't seem to like it <laughs>
1: Well, people can't, I mean, and I'm obviously with certain bands, I'm one of them, it just depends on the band, but like, you know, change, Oh, don't change, do exactly what you've always done.
0: I mean, Bring Me The Horizons changed a lot. They were like extremely, like, hardcore metal for a long time, and then they started experimenting with synthesizers and better vocals and just changed up everything.
1: Are you familiar with Her? Her? Yeah. Yeah, a
0: little bit, not a lot.
1: So I was not. I think I was aware in somewhere in the back of my brain. Um, this isn't a what the fuck. I just re- remembered to add this oh, okay. to my release radar. Um, and it's not really a release because it's not new. But it's new to me, and I just felt like it was worth mentioning. So I, I, in the back of my mind, I realized I think that there was a band or music act of some sort called Her, but nothing more than that. And then I started getting these. Just this week, these YouTube ads for a songwriting course, a digital songwriting course that she's doing, and I I've been getting them nonstop, which is actually great because she's very attractive, and I usually get like <laughs> Prager, like political ones for candidates I would rather spit on, or like for like PragerU, you know, because I'm white and in my 30s, uh, yeah. and male, so they you know, and um, but man, uh, she's like traditional r&b and i listen to like and she's won like some grammys and stuff and uh i love her music um i listen to like a little bit like i've listened to like four or five songs and the ones i've listened to have been like incredible i don't Hmm. need to play any i just wanted to point that out um and she's very pretty (laughs)
0: i'll have to check it out more then yeah so
1: And now that I said that, you'll start getting those ads too. Maybe I will. I don't get any ads for that stuff. I was looking, I was watching like bass videos and stuff. That's probably why I got it. All
0: right. I think we did it. We did it. I'm proud of all of us. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. We'll be back next week with a special guest. Bye. (laughs) That feels a weird way to end it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you didn't do your catchphrase.
0: Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. Time to flip the record over.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics.